welcome back to the podcast. I'm producer Ash, and this is true. James is still here. We're recording these back-to-back, so he didn't go very far. Hello. James, thanks for joining again. Um, Last week, we learned about the iconic Hollywood land sign, how it began as a real estate billboard, how it impacted L.A. culture, and how it came so close to destruction on several occasions. But through it all, over the past 100 years of its existence, the lives of Angelinos have puttered on around it. And here are a few stories that fascinated me while doing the research for last week's episode. You ready? Ready. All right. First up, 100 years ago, the same year that the Hollywood land sign was first erected, that very location witnessed a daring and dangerous motor car stunt, all in the name of advertising. An LA Times article from December 30th, 1923, with the headline, Hollywood Electric Sign Reached by Car, reported on actor Harry Neville's epic experimental trip to test whether a motor car could reach the sign on an unpaved grade, and, more importantly, whether the car's brakes would work on the precipitous path down. Hmm. Hollywood Land Electric Sign Reached by Car. Playing Eagle is no game for a motor car, but an Oakland Six piloted by the well-known Harry Neville climbed up to the great electric sign that has been erected on the face of the Hollywood Mountains and then rolled down again without so much as having to overwork itself. We heard that L.J. Bird, the genial advertising manager of Hollywoodlands, boasted to his friends that no motor car would ever reach the big sign his company built until they put a road up around the mountain says H.E. Franklin, manager of the California Oakland Motor Company. And we decided to give it a try. We were confident that if even a human being had gone up there with the material for the sign, then an Oakland could get up there. It was the coming down again that was uh, concerning to us because we are not yet thoroughly familiar with all of the good qualities of four-wheel brakes. Side note, that's the thing that was so impressive about this particular car. It was the first that had brakes on all four wheels. Oh, wow. Perry Neville volunteered to make the try, and he has a lot of respect for the value of a motor car, so he wasn't very anxious to lose one down the face of that almost precipitous mountainside. Under the guidance of Bird, the car was driven up the trail made by the Caterpillar tractor on the very razor edge of the hog's back that leads upward with the heavy, loose dirt offering but little traction. It took quite a few minutes to get the car up and over the worst of the grade, and then the task of turning it around presented itself. Quote, A motley crowd of hill climbers, workmen, salesmen, and curiosity thrill-seekers watched this task, and when at last Neville had the Oakland headed downward, a cheer resounded from the throng. Everyone stood by with fear and trembling as the loose dirt began to give way under the weight of the car, but Neville, stuck by the ship, and slowly he permitted it to roll forward with the road at an angle of 45 degrees under the car. The four-wheel brakes were all that could have held the car on that torturous descent. It is so steep in places that a man has to sit down and slide. He cannot stay on his feet. It was this way, all the way down the incline, until the Oakland rolled out onto the smooth, wide roads of Hollywood lands. So it was successful and he didn't die. <laughs> That's so crazy. Tell me, this was a wild place. I mean, Jeez. that is 
some straight Dukes of Hazard shit. Yeah, that's rad. Okay, the next one. In 1932, a young New York stage actress became a symbol of the dark side of Hollywood. Like a million other hopeful starlets, she packed her bags and crossed the country, following her dreams all the way to Tinseltown. But the entertainment industry is a cruel bitch, and things did not go well for this poor 24-year-old. Los Angeles Times, Tuesday, September 20th, 1932. Suicide laid to film jinx. Quote, Blasted hopes for a screen career commensurate with the brilliant success she had enjoyed on the stage. A house of cards that came tumbling down and revealed to her the futility of fleeting fame. <laughs> God, my favorite wrote. That is insane. That, substantially, was ascribed yesterday as the motive behind the spectacular suicide of Lillian Millicent Peg Entwistle, a beautiful 24-year-old actress whose broken body was found late Sunday night in a desolate ravine of the Hollywood Hills. Unable longer to endure what she apparently had regarded as the ignominy of defeat in her encounter with fickle filmland, the young woman had plunged to her death from top of the letter H in the 50-foot-high electric sign Hollywoodland. Harold Entwistle, the dead actress's uncle and sole relative, stripped the veil of mystery from the suicide after he had identified the body at the county morgue. Mm. The bereaved uncle, who himself is an actor and with whom Miss Entwistle made her home, fumbled the brief note she had left and between the lines read for the authorities a tragic story of his niece's bitter and unbearable disappointment over her failure to click in the studios. Her note said, quote, I'm afraid I'm a coward. I am sorry for everything. If I had done this thing a long time ago, it would have saved a lot of pain. P dot E. Oh, that's horrible. Awful. So the sign is roughly like 45 feet tall. Yeah. That's much taller than I would have thought it is. Yeah, it's very big. Wow. And and it's not like, I mean, even if it was a flat ground, she probably would have died either way. But it's a mountainside. Yeah, so you she just go just tumbling. keep going. I was reading about her a little bit. You know she's from Wales? Did you say that? No. Yeah, she was born that. in Wales in 1908 and came out here to be an actor. And, uh, yeah, she lived in Boston. She was a Broadway actor and she was only 24 years old yeah it's awful sad um peg had flashed across the theatrical firmament almost overnight shortly after making her debut with a boston stock company when when she was only 17 the uncle explained she soon was recruited by the famous and distinguished theater guild of new york and as a member of that organization scored triumph after triumph behind the footlights but last season and last for her was disastrous the first of the season's productions in which she appeared folded up after a week's run. From this failure, she went on to another and still another until she had nothing but eight successive failures for her record. Mm. Last April, she came to Los Angeles, her dazzling reputation having gained her an important role in support of Billy Burke in The Mad Hopes. But the jinx that had pursued her during the season on Broadway dogged her footsteps across the country and so the mad hopes closed after a conspicuously short run. Then the films beckoned, and with hope born anew, she followed the goblin finger to one of the studios. Hmm. I wonder if that was uh, kind of a, a Jewish dig, a racist mm. dig right there. The goblin finger. Wow. I no, hope it, not. I hope not. 
she was given a contract with an option to be exercised or rejected upon the completion of her first picture. But the role in the end proved just a bit, and the studio officials shook their heads and declined to re-sign her. With her spirit broken, but resolved to return to her first love, the stage, Miss Entwistle, the uncle declared yesterday, sought funds with which to entrain for Broadway with a fresh start. But she sought in vain. None could she find to finance the contemplated trip. This would be to go back home, Mm. back to the stage and Broadway. Wow. Then, last Friday night, black despair overwhelmed her hitherto proud spirit. She told her uncle she was going to a Hollywoodland drugstore for a book and then to visit some friends. Instead, she climbed laboriously up through the Hollywoodland hills, lured apparently by the glittering electric sign that's 50-foot-high letters. Up the workman's ladder she went, after leaving her coat and one shoe on the ground. No one will ever know how long she stood on that great letter H, but at last she kept her rendezvous with death. Striking the rocky base first, Mm. the body then tumbled another hundred feet and came to rest, crushed and broken, in the ravine. A woman hiker found the coat and shoe, left them on the steps of the Hollywood police station, and then notified police of her find. Detectives hurried to the vicinity of the great sign, and in the bright beams of their flashlights discovered the body. Overnight, it remained unclaimed in the morgue, and the identity remained a mystery until the uncle, suspicious of his niece's absence and regarding the initials P.E. as significant, arrived and made the identification. Although she never confided her grief to me, and Twistle told of the officers yesterday, I was somehow aware that she was suffering intense mental anguish. She was only 24. It is a great shock to me that she gave up the fight as she did. Just awful. Yeah, what a what a horrible story. I mean, she was like, if you see this picture of her, she's the quintessential Hollywood woman of the era mm-hmm. of the twenties and very early thirties. Yeah, it was a tough go, man. I mean, it's a tough go now, but imagine what Hollywood must have been like back then. There was seven people controlling all the studios, especially as a woman, as an immigrant woman, couldn't have been easy. Yeah, I mean, and it was a dime a dozen. It just truckloads and busloads of beautiful young talented women all vying for the same roles we, we talked briefly in the, the previous episode about people driving up there in the access to the sign i really wonder what it was actually like in that era how did she get there there's probably only one or two roads that were dirt roads at that time who yeah, knows i would imagine so like mahalo drive isn't it wasn't that you know the way I was just on it today, and it's a fully paved yeah. highway. Uh, well, my final story is short, and it is a palate cleanser because that one is way too sad to end on. <laughs> okay, this one's very recent. Crews rescue dog trapped near Hollywood sign trail. Hmm. Emergency crews responded to a trail near the Hollywood sign to rescue a dog trapped in the wooded area on Thursday night, March 16th. Authorities say the 45-pound husky was walking with its owner and sibling dog on the Wonderview Trail when it somehow fell off the steep trailside. The dog fell down quite a distance, Brian Humphrey with the L.A. Fire Department said. A group of 45 Los Angeles firefighters responded to the scene to help the woman rescue the dog as TV helicopters captured the scenes overhead. The dog appeared to be uninjured and in good condition, moving around in the brush on the hill. 
The area near Mount Lee and Cahuenga Peak is steep, mostly covered in high grass and chaparral. A hiker, Andrew Rhoda, tried to hike down to the dog. He says, quote, he was shivering, he was panicked, and I was nervous that I was a stranger and he wouldn't be pleased, and I didn't want to hurt him any worse, and I didn't want to scare him. Then, just as fire rescue personnel were getting ready to rappel down the hill, the dog scrambled up the hillside hmm. on its own to reunite with his owner. He was a husky, you said? Yeah. So that was this year? Yeah, that was in March of this year. Well, I'm looking at an article from the the local uh, TV station here. Mm-hmm. It's very cute. I love that there's, you know, dozens of trained firefighters getting ready to rappel down. The dog's like, nah, I'll just get out there myself. <laughs> yeah, I'm a dog. That's what I do. Well, my sources today were newspapers.com, the Los Angeles Times, and NBC Los Angeles. Thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you again next week.